What is up and welcome in to the Easy Smoke and the GM Podcast. I'm your host, Ezra McCann, and I'm joined, as always, by my outstanding co-hosts. He's a Chicago Public League legend. He's a Simeon legend. He's a Grambling State legend. He played second base for the Tigers back in the day, and he is now the head coach at Simeon. It's a career academy? Career academy. Simeon Career Academy. Mm-hmm. Head baseball coach for the Wolverines. He is Brandon Williams, aka Coach Smoke. And we got our NFL draft analyst. See all this work at NBC Sports Chicago on Football Night in Chicago on what are the other shows? The Under Center Podcast. What what else are you doing, man? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. I, we lost we lost our audio, man. Yeah, audio went out. It's back, you know. Me now, yeah, I got you now. Yeah, uh, that's that's a great question. <laughs> I mean, well, he's uh, he's everywhere. He is Glenn Morgan. He's our GM, <laughs> gentlemen. It's been a while. Glad to be back. It's been a while. Glad to be it's, back. It's, it's was, been a moment. Yeah, yes, yeah. I was hanging Sorry. out in the in the Pacific Northwest, and uh, I got a chance to see a Bears game in a in a. Uh, uh in a different country i was up in canada in vancouver and uh let me tell you no one gives a care about <laughs> chicago bears football in vancouver <laughs> british columbia let me tell you i had to went to a bar and uh everyone was paying attention to the the preseason boston bruins new york rangers game that was on i had to beg for a uh for a tv to get the bears the bears washington game and I did get it, and uh, yeah, got to, got to see a big win for the for the beloved Bears. So uh, that was definitely, it made, well, well, no, no, no. You know what, man? It made the vacation better because yeah. I didn't have to worry about the Bears after that. So that was so that was cool, and uh, I was able to forget about them. But then uh, on my way back, I I had to watch what happened against Minnesota, and that just brought everything. Real, real, reeling back, man. So, uh, so yeah, stayed in Canada. Really, really should have. All right, should have. Um, so Justin separates his sep or or uh, dislocates his thumb. Uh, Tyson Bajan, we got to see see him in action, and uh, not bad, Mm. not bad, not great, not great. He's a backup quarterback. All right. Yeah. Rookie, but, rookie. But man, nah, so. nah, nah, nah. Hell no. Nah. He wasn't he wasn't nothing. I I <laughs> too many people, man. people went no, because people been clamoring for him. And they even trying to make he got the ball out so fast. Yeah, we threw three screens in a row. Are we serious? <laughs> he got rid of one ball quick. And that was the first pass he threw after he had the fumble, the the damn out. Other than that, he threw three squarings in a row. He had one lucky catch that Tyler Scott got <laughs> where he just <laughs> threw the ball up in the air and Tyler Scott ran 30 yards back to the ball to get it. But it which, was decisive. It was like, a come decisive on, man. Toss to like, people out here want, want Justin going so well, bad. You, would, you, would, you would think the Justin Fields era in Chicago was over the way, the way everyone's talking here in the city. I mean, even, man, sports radio – has basically they've they've uh uh wiped their hands of him. Justin's done. 
it's either going to be Bajan or we're getting a new quarterback at, in the draft. And it's like, dude, we're only, what, six games into the season? Six games in. Justin's only going to be gone for a couple weeks. I mean, and, he still, not... and he still has better stats than some of the great, some of the well-known quarterbacks in the league today. We're, we're two weeks removed from him uh, uh, having eight touchdown passes and, and throwing for what? 600 yards, mm-hmm. but we, but yeah, it's over. But those, those are against horrible defenses. Come on, man. I, that, that really ticked me <laughs> off, man. And I know he didn't play great against Minnesota, but honestly, he, he wasn't. Well, as I said from Bajit, like he wasn't game, awful. The game wasn't over. The game plan was terrible. It was terrible at the beginning. It really the was. The game plan was awful, man, from the very the first beginning. Play. From the very beginning. And I'm like, okay, people saying, like, you got to know that. You got to know that that hot's coming. But but in that play, his first read shouldn't be blasting game. You talking about the first play of the game? Yeah. I don't care who well, it is, but the, both those somebody, guys are in the same space. Somebody's got to pick that up. Then you said, "Well, no, no one was going to pick that up." Nah, nah, somebody's got no, 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 no. It, I understand it was an overload, but some somebody's got to see that and either I, I may put that on Justin. He's either got to check out of that, or they say it was the right. They, I, they I claim disagree. it was the right re, the right. Yeah, I, he checked into the right. Uh, right, because he the, the, the pass block, protection, the blocking was shifted. To his right, it was going right. Yeah, he was shifting to his right, so the the hot guy was going to be the one that's yeah, free, arguably closer to him. It's free on on his blind side, but the thing is, you get the ball, you get rid of it. And Justin was about to get rid of it, but you see the one guy does a curl, and other guy is cutting right into where the guy does a curl. So Justin's like, I can't throw this <laughs> because there's a defender, the, the one the guy that's cutting is bringing his defender with him. Right where the guy had curled, it was like it was a clusterfuck. If that caused him to hesitate, and he had oh. at that point, yeah, he's done. So, but to I, I say to Smoke's point, it's like that's a you got to know this. Everybody knew that Brian Flores is going to be blitzing, and you got to know that they're going to force Justin to try and hesitate and hold the ball because he does that even when there's no blitzing. Mm-hmm. So you should probably on your first play not go empty back set. I'm just saying, maybe, maybe you run the ball. <laughs> you, you know, go to your strength. For whatever reason, we lead the league in rushing last year, but we come out wanting to pass every fucking time to start the game. It's like, no, dude, get your get your do your strength and then play do play action off of that. Well, but after that, after that possession. We go run. Then we we run the ball down their throat, get down to third and I want to third and something inside the like 10 maybe. And we put Justin under center and we go straight drop back. We just ran the ball down their throat. We put Justin under center and we go straight drop back. And then Justin gets hit as he's trying to hit commit, and the ball goes in the dirt. Like the 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 game plan was just terrible, man. It was like to me, it felt like the the coaching staff. Two things: Yetsi 
wanted Eberflus to regain some control, and his defense played very well. They did. So it was they like, played, so yeah, it was you, like, so it was like defense. That, it, they, they, they gave up 13 well. points. They had but, a they had a really good day. So it felt like it was a let's let's let Eberflus gain some more control. Offense can let's go back to the to the shitter. Like it was like we got the we got the fan base off our ass, saved our jobs. Now back to the BS. It was it was just no creativity in that offense. Well, I I can't believe they want to go back to the BS on purpose. I mean, I but but to your point, me. I'm the conspiracy, conspiracy theorist. But to your point, they they did they they reverted back to probably who they are, and that's not necessarily the best game planners, particularly on offense. It's like, dude, like how what it it, it it's 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 a head scratcher. It's like you you come out with some some good like Washington, you came out with a good game plan. Now they create pressure, but they don't do it by blitzing. Maybe they should just play on a short week every week. Maybe they should just play on a short week every week. Well, they had they had ten they had they had ten days to come up with that game plan. Which is which is mind blowing because last year it was the reverse. Yeah. We sucked when we played Washington on Thursday. And the ten days helped against against New England. Yeah, <laughs> it was the reverse this year. It, I will say that I mean, you guys alluded to it earlier. You know, the defense seems to be understanding how to how they're supposed to be acting and reacting in in, in this defense, and the guys are getting comfortable in the rules, and the secondary starting to get a little bit healthier. Um, I I really think that defense is going to begin to shine as the season wears on because again outside of maybe the chargers i don't know if there's another prolific offense of detroit uh, i guess you could say in terms of maybe being dangerous might be the only other offenses that will face that we should be you know saying like well you know this offense can put up some numbers on you so the defense and even with that i don't i don't fear detroit's offense so it's just that the offense is so Chicago Bear offense is and it, it, it the thing is keep coming back to Getsy, man. And I'm not I'm not trying to absolve Justin by any stretch of the mean. I'm I'm frustrated with Justin too. I'm frustrated in the sense that I'm like, all right, dude. I'm watching all these other quarterbacks, you know, watching his peers. I'm watching Trevor Lawrence. Okay, it's a different situation, but he's getting rid of the ball. I'm watching even even Bajan. Bajan was still getting rid of the ball. I know you're not pumped for what Bajan did, but he's still getting rid of the ball. And Justin, sometimes he has a tendency to make the situation a little worse than what he, you know, he's not, he's not able to mitigate it. He, he's not, he's got to be a problem solver. He's going to have to be his own problem solver. And right now, right I don't see that from him consistently. Um, it's like when things are going good, Justin's good. When things are going poorly, outside of him running, he hasn't been able to solve it as a quarterback. And I, I, I don't, I don't know why that's such the case. Definitely, coaching has a lot to do with it. But at some point, Justin's got to. You got to do it for yourself if the coaches aren't going to do it. No, it's tough to say. Like, he's not a rookie. He's not in the second year. 
And I don't, I don't know, man. It's 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 tough because it's going to come down to we keep Justin. That means we have a new offensive coordinator. If we don't keep Justin, that means we still have a new offensive coordinator, but it's a new quarterback. So are we building with a new quarterback, young, with an offense that may be better? Or are we getting another offensive coordinator that may not be good? It's going to take a while for the things to gel. It's, 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 it's a clusterfuck right now. So you're so. So you're saying that that uh, that gets he's gone no matter what. He has to be, dude. I, I I look. He he like like smokes it. He bought himself a couple of weeks with with the, the Denver putting up twenty eight points or however many points it should put up more. But you saw a bit of a, a turnaround or the beginnings of a turnaround, and then the Washington game was like really well done. It's like okay, more of that. And so I, I, as a fan, just as a fan, not, 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 not you know, easy smoking a GM, you know, podcaster, not as an NBC, you know, draft analyst person, just as a fan, I was really looking forward to us playing Minnesota and being able to compete with them on the scoreboard. So I figured even with Justin Jefferson being gone, I still thought that they would have pretty decent offense in terms of move, moving the ball. And I know they've been struggling running, but they got Cam Akers. That might help them run the game a little bit. They still have weapons, and Kirk Cousins still going to throw the ball. So I was like, man, this would be nice to see Justin be able to compete against, you know, a peer quarterback in the uh, in the division, you know, rival, division rival, if not peer, the age difference, but, you know, rival. And then the first play, I'm like, ooh, like, what are we doing here? Then the second play is like, okay, why didn't you start off with that play to begin with? Like, why not use the RPO to Justin's benefit? Because he can read the defense a little bit better, force the defense, read off them, so they'd have to commit to him. And then it's like every time they take a step forward, they take four steps back. And it's like, you you, you know, they had a good drive, and then Justin gets his, he's throwing the ball, and then instead of a scoring opportunity, they, the interception we got, we just gave it right back to him. It's like, what are you doing, man? Like, this this doesn't make any sense, and it's 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 bad. Like you said, it's bad game planning, and then it's bad play calling, top of the bad game planning. So what, how how I mean, as opposed, here's the thing: your coaching staff never gets hurt. Okay, your 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 quarterback, he may get injured. He has to deal with being dinged and hit and, and everything happening to him on the field. Well. You, our defensive coordinator just leaves out of out of nowhere. <laughs> but yeah, it's sort of the same thing, kind of. But what I'm saying is, I guess the situation is, you've had two, se- you know, a full season, and you get you're supposed to be, you know, you you have all this time to think about it and to game plan it and to go over it and to try it and all these things, and and this is the best you're doing. And you come back the next week and do the same thing. It's like, or or worse, it's like in Minnesota. It's, look, I know Brian Flores is new to the division, but he's not new to the league. You've not watched any game tape of what he's done as a head coach in the Dolphins, as a DC with New England. You have you get you you have stuff on him, and this is this is this is what you came up with. And there's nobody on the on the coaching staff can check you. 
nobody to say, hey, coach, maybe we should try this. The offensive line coach isn't telling you anything. The running backs coach. Do you think they went back that far on Flores? Offensive line coach. I don't know what he was. Goddamn lineman was blocking each other. I saw that. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Do you do you think they went back on Flores? I don't think they, they don't look like they went back on him. I don't think they did. Didn't look like they didn't look like they scouted the defensive coordinator yeah. outside of maybe what he's been doing in Minnesota. But I'm like, I mean, you... did, did y'all hear what DJ Moore said? No. He said we we came in thinking they were gonna do something else. They came in and did something completely different. I don't know if he's just if he's trolling or what, because everybody in the world know that Flores blitz. Don't give a damn what kind of you might have thought he was gonna do this blitz, but goddamn it, he still blitz. You should be like that's bad. That's bad. Right, you're not able to, to make adjustments. That. Yes, like, like, look, man, if you got a young quarterback, and you know, and he's not making those side adjustments because he's not a veteran or he doesn't have, you know, experience. Blah blah blah. That's why your offensive coordinator. And your quarterback coach, your wide receiver coach, whoever helps with the, the passing coordinating part of the game, you guys got to have right. – you got to have a lot of It's like we don't have any we're – we're like the worst offensive counter-punching team I've seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, maybe – maybe – maybe what we saw for two weeks was legit them not coaching. And Justin said, let me be free. And for Minnesota, Justin decided to let them coach again. He put out some crazy theories. And that, and that man, look, hey, that, that man, for 10 days after the way they played against Washington, to come out and be that stagnant on offense was mind-blowing. It was mind-blowing. We, we ran the ball very well. With our third and pickup yeah. free pick agent backs, yeah. Yeah. I'm not even gonna call him four string. We we yeah. ran just, the ball yeah. well. No they called they called him in on Wednesday and said, "Hey, we need you to run the football." And and we and, and we and we did nothing off of that run, off yeah. those runs. Yeah. We we wasn't capitalizing off the run game. Like I said, we get in that situation early on where we have the run game set us up into in goal situation and we decide to go straight drop back from the opposed to using that opportunity going play action maybe play action boot play action rollout or something and making it interesting because at that point you got the defense on their heels now they're expecting to run we we running it down their throat no matter the down no matter the distance, we were running the ball. That was a perfect situation. And you go straight drop back, knowing that they're sending the house. Yeah, like, no no creativity. But I got a conspiracy theory for you here. So, uh, Bajan is, uh, is Getsy's guy. Getsy found him at the Senior Bowl because Getsy was coaching at the Senior Bowl, right? Mm. And he found this his, his diamond in the rough. I guarantee you he's going to have 
excellent game plan for Tyson Bajan this week against the Raiders. And it, 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 it's going to look magical. I, I, I see it now. And then everyone is going to be clamoring. Ah, we don't need fields. We, we got this Bajan guy. And it's gonna it's and it's 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 gonna be ridiculous. Okay, so I mean, what does that even mean, man? So, Bajan's gonna take over the job, and they 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 gonna run Justin out of here, and and Justin's gonna be on the bench the rest of the season. Yep, and Bajan won't have a job next year because then they'll drive the quarterback. Because if they don't draft the quarterback and keep Tyson Bajan, you might as well clean house completely. Oh, and fire um, Poles. Yes, that's what I say. You might as well clean house completely. <laughs> Poles, welcome to career suicide at that point. He's not He's not goddamn Brock Purdy. So let's, let's, let's not think that. We no. don't even have the support Brock Purdy has. <laughs> Nowhere near. Nowhere near. But oh, sorry, go ahead. That's why they play the games, though. So, so we shall we shall see. Shall see. I mean, I don't dislike Agent. I think he's okay, but I think he's a player you develop in a couple of years, and then maybe you trade. I don't see him as a person that needs to be starting right now. I mean, what did I, he, I? I sent you guys this. Uh, um, yeah, that, yeah that, that was pretty funny. This mean that he, let's see, in December, last December, Tyson Bajan threw two interceptions and was sacked eight times against Colorado School of Mines, which actually I, I hadn't heard of until about a month ago when uh, another friend of ours, uh, a coworker of mine, he, he went to Grand Valley State, and so we were just looking at who does Grand Valley State play, and the Colorado School of Mines was one. What what did they study at the Colorado School of Mines? Fossil thought, fuel. Yeah, I thought that was a, a joke. <laughs> did you read my comment? Yeah. Did you read the comment I said? No. That? I see. Yeah, I, I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope the Raiders don't cave in the passive pocket and we get the shaft by way of another home loss. I see what you did there. It, it, okay. I, I, I don't I don't understand what the Bears are doing. I don't understand if the If you're supposed to be developing Justin, why aren't you consistent with what you do with him? You're, you're, the, there wasn't a big difference with what the Denver to Washington, the game plan offensively, execution wise, and what they were asked to do seemed to be very similar. They just stuck more to what was working in Washington and stayed away from like really bad play calls that put Justin in precarious situations. And then he had a much better, much cleaner game on a more dominant, I mean, 40 fucking points. Okay. So why against Minnesota did we come out, like just go, just do some of what you were doing. 
You know, if 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 Minnesota stops you, okay, and you have have your adjustments, have your counterpunch, but to come out with something completely different, and and you putting Justin in a spot that, you know, you you put him in harm's way where he he consistently has to, you know, try and get rid of the ball quickly, which hasn't been his strength. That has that's, that that has been a knock on him since he's been a professional. He doesn't even before he's professional. He doesn't get rid of, but he holds on to the ball a little. He, he has in college coming to the pros is more of a elongated passing stroke. <laughs> you know, he he kind of, you know, he 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 doesn't throw guys open. Kind of, you know, takes a bit to get the ball out of his hands. As a professional, holds on to the ball too long and resorts to running. Blah blah blah. So why in the hell? This a blitzing team. Are you going to ask them to get rid of the ball more quickly? I mean, it's like it's it's like it's counterintuitive. It's like it's like well, as backwardness. Well, once again, and I've said this in the past, this before Justin became our quarterback, and I said I feel the Bears are the only organization that listens to the media. Mm-hmm. And and do what the media says because yeah, Glenn, you say he's had a problem getting the ball out quick, right? But week one, all he did was get the ball out quick. And what was the what was the criticism? Oh, he had guys open down the field. And he decided to get rid of it and get rid of it. Well, getting but, quick doesn't no no hold on, it doesn't mean just to get it was his 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 outlets that that was a criticism week one. That's what getting rid of the ball quick is. You can still move the ball upfield. You can still hit. You, you help them with slants is getting the ball out quick. You know, with some quick you know, hitch routes, that's getting out of the ball quick. With some, I still yet to see us do like mesh routes consistently with all the speed we have. We have as much speed with our receiving crew as Miami does. Miami's faster with the running backs, overall team speed. But our speed with our wide receivers are are, are are very comparable to what Miami does. We don't do anything close to utilizing these guys and getting them out to where speed can organically get them open with crossing routes. You have things where you can have mismatches. Or you have things where you can, you know, have guys where they kind of get rubbed out just because of the design of the plate. None of that stuff is being utilized. And these are guys that are fast enough so that Justin can throw the ball and they can run to it. We're not doing any of that, so that's that's what I mean when I say get the ball out quickly. I think the criticism Justin was he was he was bailing out to his you know his um, phrase is escaping me right now, but basically check down his check, check downs. Down, yeah. Thank you. He, he was he was throwing to his check downs too quickly. That that was the criticism week one, and which he was. I mean I mean preseason wise. I'm sorry about preseason wise, and then week one it was like okay he's. He's going to check down because he was to your point though, as far as the media, he was criticized a year before that he didn't go but to the check downs enough. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like it's it seemed like they 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 speak to the media. Like well, do they listen to us? Because we've been telling these bugs, like, look, man. We, they need to. Because like, man. Like because I, I I know I don't play Madden much, but I'm I'm convinced I can come up with a better game plan on Madden than what we do in these games. Just steal some plays from the playbook. Really, just take Mike McDonald's McDaniel. I'm sorry, Mike McDaniel's playbook off of off of Madden. But it I don't understand why we couldn't come out with something similar to what we had the previous two weeks because. You had significant success. I mean, it was 
It was night and day success. And, and I did ask myself, I did find myself asking, is it was it the lack of running backs that hindered things? Because I we came out against Washington, Washington, diamond set, first play of the game. Motions out of it, and it's like, was it the fact that these running backs wasn't around, so we had to be kind of vanilla? So but were, it's still, were, you were saying a little. They were worried about the depth at the position and not, yeah, not going through them. Yeah, I see, I, I did find myself asking that. That's a valid counter argument, but again, I would say with that, why are we trying jet sweeps? You got Valus Jones, you got Tyler Scott. Why don't you put one of those? Get the shotgun and and have they did a have couple. Of, they did a couple of those. They did, they did a couple of those. Right, but here's the thing: when you bring Valus in, that's the only time you ever bring him in, and then you take him right out. When you bring him in, I'm like, oh, hey guys, I know what's sweet. coming now. Yeah, <laughs> right. So I mean, you. My point is, and here's what you here. And to your point is, as far as being creative and not being creative, have Valus go in motion. See what that does. Have Valus go halfway in motion and then set back. Like as a running back in the style game with Justin. Nah, because then you get a false start on 12. <laughs> but there are things you can do. I mean, you, you could have absolutely no, you're you're exactly right. You're right. You could have Foreman and Valus in in, in back there in the shotgun with Justin. Now the defense is like, what are they doing? And then you could motion one of those guys out to see if a linebacker follows. If a linebacker follows Valus, okay. Valus is the Valus is the guy. I have a, a quick route, Texas route, or some kind of quick underneath route or something. If if, if the nickelback follows Valus, then okay. Then I'm going to have Valus move to a different direction. And then I'm going to have my hand the ball off to Foreman going from the area that just got vacated by the guy that followed Valus. I mean, you know, just little things like that. I'm not saying these are perfect plays, but these are things you can do that at least keeps the pressure off of Justin in terms of having uh, when, when you got fucking seven, seven guys at the line, six guys at the line, six guys at the line. You got five blockers, six guys at the line. And you got a nickel back, like hedging, like he's going to come as well. They may not all be coming, but you know, more than, you know, at least four or five of those six or seven are coming. And then it's like, okay, Where's my where where do I have single coverage? Because as a cluster people over here, somebody might drive back into my passing zone. So I need to have somebody that I can throw to quickly. I mean, it's just you get get your 12 personnel out there. Now are we seeing more 12 personnel? 31 personnel. I mean, fuck, dude. I mean, get three, get three tight ends out there and block it. I mean, I just That's why Getsy's got to go, bro. <laughs> he, just, he just does. It's like, I mean, come on, man. You're, and and then you you know it, it can't all just be well. You know he's got to run the offense. Hard to run your offense. It's hard to run your offense. Did y'all hear his explanation for the first play of the game? No. What did he say? So he said, like I said, he said Justin. Sent the protection the right way, but Justin, the the idea was Justin was supposed to once he got the ball, he was supposed to drift with the protection. But if you see the play, 
If he you watch the have, play, he still didn't have a shot. If you watch the play, Daniil Hunter comes straight up the field. Great if happen. Justin drifts, he smacked that one. So he had to stay where he was. <laughs> he would have to sprint it. Justin would have to sprint it <laughs> yeah. to his right with so, the protection. And just run the ball. It would have been a run play. That's well, no, he, he could sprint draw or, or not sprint draw, but he can't like sprint pass or whatever. But yeah. he would have to like, you know, at that point, you know, you're throwing to one or two guys or you're running mm-hmm. the ball. But and even then, Daniel probably still tackle him at his ankles. Yeah. He, he probably dislocates his thumb in the first play of the game as opposed to <laughs> in the third quarter. Yeah. I mean, dude, I'm sorry. I, I don't know. We've said this ad nauseum. We're going in circles. I, I really see the, the offensive coordination as as the bigger problem that we got problems and justin is has contributed to these issues and i'm 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 getting a a little frustrated as well with the stagnation but the bigger problem is offensive coordinator i mean look i guess it's too late in the season now but month of november needs to be vastly different I'm, i'm assuming justin won't be back until november it's got to be vastly different. I got I got a question. Why did uh why did Matt Eberflus lie to us about uh Cody Whitehair <laughs> being taken out? It's another thing. That type of stuff makes you feel like it's sabotage. That was another well, factor that that went into Justin's bad play. He's well, jumping and scooping snaps yeah, scooping, like right, me, right. like a Fast second base all game. Coming up, we saw it. Like, and then finally he gets he gets taken out, and it's like, no, no, no. We just thought that Lucas Patrick was, uh, was a better fit for Bajan. It's like, no, he was he was taken out because he was bad. Just 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 say it. The 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 center's number one number one uh uh objective is to is to snap the football to give a good snap to the quarterback, get the ball to the quarterback. He wasn't doing that, so he had to go. Why? Why? Why are we protecting him? Doesn't like to embarrass players. He's always been a players' coach in that respect. And for a team that's won five now, you I don't want to say you don't want to lose them, but you don't want a whole bunch of finger pointing to where. It's us against them. It's the players against the coaching staff. At that I, point. I disagree. But in a sense, he threw Justin under the bus, saying Justin held on to the ball, knowing that that's a known criticism of Justin, saying that he held the ball too long, and that's what contributed to him getting injured, knowing that that's a known criticism of him. So he didn't protect his quarterback because – that's feeding to everyone who criticizes Justin for that reason. So no, nah, I, I just can't give him a pass there. That's bullshit to me. You, you... <laughs> it all is. I'm just. I mean, you ask why? I'm like, I, I, that's, I, that's the only reason. That's why he might have. And, and, and to your point, like with Justin, it's a known criticism, so he's not saying anything that isn't already known. And already but, accepted as. But but Getsy kind of protected his quarterback a little bit. Getsy say Did he? Yeah, he did. He on, protect, that play, wait, but, on that play. On that play. 
<laughs> on that play, Getsy said, Bajans is cold. You say, Bajans boy. So you say, Getsy on that play said, Justin, uh, the idea was if his first read wasn't there to extend the play. And that's what he went to do to roll out and hit uh, somebody, he said, but he ended up getting hit from behind. So, <laughs> he, so I, I, it was kind of weird because I'm like, I didn't know you actually, and maybe I'll correct me here, I didn't know you actually designed plays with the with the notion to extend it. I thought that just happened freelance. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know that, that. I thought that just happens off instinct. He said that was in the play design. You got to be ready for everything. Oh, see, y'all, y'all don't understand. See, y'all, don't, y'all don't understand football. See, let me let me learn y'all. When you when you when you when you when you when you're in the meeting and they crowd up on the whiteboard, that's when those those dots. That's when you get the dots go around in a circle like that. That's just this is where you run around in a circle. Come on, come here. Then you come back another figure eight, and then you get released the ball. That's what all those dots is for, man. And you know you got to play a little music in your head to give you. That's for the timing. <laughs> that's how that play works. Bajan, what do we expect from him against the Raiders this week? I actually expect him to play well and then not to play well. <laughs> um, I, I don't think you'll see someone who's going to look too flustered. Uh, he he tends to have a lot of poise. He he has kind of a California cool kind of way he, he, he is in the pocket. Um, I do expect us to probably throw the ball 30, Five plus times. Um, he ain't got no choice. That's gonna be part of it, but I think I think we're gonna see a lot more quicker routes, or we'll see passes completed on quicker routes than we have. Um, he's he is more decisive than than, than Justin. Not saying his decisions are always gonna be the right ones, but he's more decisive. Um, I think that that part is clear. I don't, I don't think we're saying anything anybody watching, you know, preseason to now wouldn't agree to to that. Um, but for them to have success, to to win, they're going to have to win the ball because Crosby's going to be in his crew, and uh, that defense is going to to try to affect things in terms of turnover. Now, I don't know about his he being uh, Tyson. I don't know about his ball security. I'm a little concerned about that. When we saw that, well, we saw that tripped. last week. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's a concern. And I'm not saying he can't. It's just that his experience in NFL, it, the speed, it just isn't there. And so I can see him being stripped from behind or being hit or something like that, like what we saw last week. So ball security is an issue. Uh, the running game needs to at least flash and show. Um, expect some, like you said, some screens, some wide receiver screens, some tight end screens. Um, 
I I don't know how big his arm is to really challenge past maybe three, 40 yards. So I don't know. We'll see any deep balls. Um, so I think we're looking to see a lot of short to intermediate routes. That's what I'm expecting. I ain't going to lie to y'all. I hope he crashed flat on his face. <laughs> I thought you was a Bears fan, man. What did he do to you? You don't like his tattoos or what? This. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just sick of the Bears fans. I'm just sick of them, and so every, I, I, root, I root against everybody that every I I wanted the same with Trevor Simeon last year because they was all on his tail, and then we lose to the Jets and Mike White. Like, I I didn't understand the whole Trevor Simeon thing. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, we seen what he. Could I like do. I, I like to pride my, ourselves in being you know, uh, uh, smart fans. We're not. You know. We're not. We saw what he did at Northwestern. <laughs> why would we think? Why would we think no. that that would that all five would of us that were watching? Five they, of us that were watching they, Northwestern they, play. They Come don't. On, they they want Fields out so bad that the backup is the hottest thing going in Chicago. It's always been. The it's best all, it's always it's in Chicago. always been that way. It's you always know? been that way. But, I mean, we'll see. I mean, hey, like I say, my thing is this. I don't expect him to blow anybody away. Only thing he will possibly – only thing he has a chance at doing is assuring us that Justin Fields won't be our quarterback no more. I don't so see him doing – I don't, I don't see him doing anything miraculously enough where he's our starter next year. No, no, no. That's that's so. I I mean, so it's all I it is. Could, is him. I I could see him being a a long term somewhere though. else. No, I'm a long term backup. Uh, here, here. Yes, developing for could, that. that I would, develop I would be fine training. with that. Yeah, yeah. Can't play the shepherd for God's sake. I mean, it's not. <laughs> you know, he he lost to the coal miners. Coalition of coal miners from Colorado. I don't even know what that, <laughs> that school is, but let's, let's talk about that. You know, the fickle fan, fair fan base when it comes to quarterbacking. Now, why why do you think we're clamoring for Justin to be gone? Why do you think that it's such a, a fervor for Justin to be gone as opposed to? looking at the coaching staff as being the primary problem or like how much, how much do you think the fans are blaming Justin as opposed to just blowing the whole thing up? I think a lot of these dumb fans believe you can bring in that kid who just looked terrible once, a, once he played a, a solid defense and it just takes one person to change the fortunes. That's what these fans believe. That's 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 what they've been trained to believe, though, because the media portrays it that way. That you can just draft the quarterback, and everything changes. And let's have we ever have we seen that? Have well, we seen that? I mean, what what does Kansas outside of you know before Mahomes got there? What did Kansas City have that made them all so great? They were a playoff team before he got there. 
Yes. They were in the playoffs the year they drafted him. Yes. They had a they had a very good defense. They had a very good defense. They had a and, solid running game. Solid and, yeah, I give you that. And I mean, I'm not I'm not saying line. he didn't they I'm not saying he didn't take them over the top, but they were they had a foundation. They had a foundation. Okay. Dallas, well, that he wasn't a first round draft pick, like, but like And it wasn't on a bad team. Right. Dak. Well, you know, Dak like, Dak came in with a he had a great offensive. I believe it was a fourth round pick though. Yeah, yeah. But like, where have we seen it? I mean, maybe Buffalo. Oh. Well, they 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 built with him though. Yeah, it took a few years. Yeah, you you talking about with Josh Allen? Took a few Josh, years. Yeah, yeah. There's it, it's been very rare that a rookie quarterback has come in and had a resounding success. And if that usually that would be a rookie that's on a team that was pretty much already good. We've I don't think we've ever seen a rookie come in and take like and by rookie I'm saying a top ten pick come in or even a top. Five, but the top ten pick come in and just immediately change the fortunes. The team Ben Roethlisberger might be the closest. And no, I think no, they Roethlis- were, no, they were a good team. I, I was going to say in terms of team was they they not- they told him, hey, you well, just be a team. game manager and yeah yeah. We well, wasn't supposed to be the guy. It was Tommy Maddox. Right, Maddox didn't right. get hurt. But I'm saying I think Ben Ben was like a top fifteen pick. John Elway, maybe. Uh, Joe, Joe, it did, uh, Joe it didn't change the first year, huh? Joe Burrow. It's still, they're a losing team. They never won a record when he was in there, and that, that's what I'm saying. That, he's no, I'm saying two but years he, though. That's what I'm saying. He they were in the Super Bowl year, year, year two. Right? They were in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, so I can say. So, so what's your timeline of changing things around? I thought you meant. Well, 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 well no, sense, I'm, sa- I'm saying sense, it's not common. With it's just, not common Justin's in year three now, so. And, and the, we're the trying key. to find the example of a quarterback getting drafted and changing the the fortunes of a team. And and, my, and when I'm saying people, that, Peyton Manning, we're a bad team. They trade, but, the, but that's but that's what I'm saying. It's not as common. I'm not saying it hasn't happened. It still takes years. It, it's that's still what super, I'm saying. Yeah, and that's my years. thing. It's it's you know. Well, I think, I think that's, fans, that's the point, right? Bears fans believe next year. With the quarterback, we will be fine. And that's my issue with Bears fans because when it shows with the next guy that it's still a process, they're going to their patience is going to weigh thin with them. We gave and that's my issue. We gave Mitch four full seasons. We gave Mitch four. Now we're giving Justin three. It's going to be two with the next guy. Especially if Bajan shows to be competent. It's definitely going to be two if he's the backup next year. It, it that's my oh. thing. The they, it's no process here. Honestly, and I I think we spoke on this last time. I believe the best case scenario would be for Chicago for Justin to, as he looked to be trending up before just crashing down like he did. The best case scenario would have been for him to continue to trend up, no matter what we do record wise. But his play continue to trend up, and we trade that top pick if we get it to get more assets and keep the quarterback and and get more assets to where you still have a chance if it show after you 
probably pick up his fifth year option. But you can draft a you can draft the second or third round quarterback. We you build your roster. Like that's the I seen one person on TV speak to that, and that was Himbo, the guy who give the trivia questions on ESPN. He spoke on Philadelphia and Dallas, and he was like, people ignore, people are so clamored about getting that first round quarterback, and they don't build up their rosters. And you look at Philly, who built the foundation. You look at Dallas, who built the foundation, and they are having... They are having success with the fourth rounder and a second round quarterback, like because because everything else around them is strong. We we yeah. want we want Justin or whoever else to come in here to work a miracle. And that's not that's not fair to him. That's not fair to anybody. Yeah. Nobody. It's not fair to the next guy if we do choose to get rid of Justin. We're we're in a position right now where we're gonna have two top ten picks. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Why use the why why go after the quarterback now? The quarterback, well, you know, I know everybody's been talking about how Caleb Williams is this, you know, the next great one. Your boy here has never been on that bandwagon. We said we me and you said that last time. I I, I watched the Notre Dame game. Okay, you, you're allowed a bad game. Okay. But I, have, I haven't I have seen him play just this lights out, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a against a top tier team. I haven't seen it. And we won't see it because now we won't get him against Alabama or Georgia. He... You still see him against, uh, you got to play Washington. You got to play Washington. Yeah. yeah. You got to play Utah. Yeah. And they lost to Utah twice last year. Um, well, we've seen him do it. We've seen him do it in his career briefly in Oklahoma. And don't get me wrong, I think I think he's I think he's good. He's very talented. He's talented, yeah. yeah. But he does what I've been saying he does, and it he finally bit his his in, in, in he, the last he, time. He doesn't set his feet. He has a lot of the flaws that a lot of people speak on on Justin. He holds the hell out of the ball as well. He moves. He has the ability to move. He can be creative. Oh. But let's – he's not Pat Mahomes. I'll just say that. No, he's not. He he's, he's he, he plays his game in college differently than Justin. Justin – Yeah. You know, Justin stayed in the pocket more. Justin, well, I'm speaking on Justin now as a player, not not right. what he was in college. Right. Well, I'll say this. I mean, even Caleb now, as he's when he's holding on to the ball – He's holding on to it. It's kind of a combination of Russell Wilson, Pat Mahomes ish, where he's holding on to it, trying to pass the ball. And at the last moment, if he can't, then he'll do some kind of spectacular run or whatever, uh, or try to make a spectacular run, or he'll throw some kind of, you know, off angled, off balance pass, and everyone will go, ah. And Justin, Justin doesn't even really do that so much in pros. Justin usually, like, when he's running, he's like, fuck it, I'm running. You know, he pretty much commits to that. Um, or if he's trying to pass the ball, he's holding on to it, looking for somebody, but not really moving at the same time. It's like a combination of like you hold on to it and you're not moving. You know, it's like you don't hold on to it, kind of move around so you're not such an easy target. Anyway, Caleb, it's proof. And I don't know who one of you guys said it or where I heard it before. 
it's proof, and maybe my best friend might have said, it's proof that there's not a lot of fundamentals being taught to these college players, particularly at the, at the quarterback position. They don't spend the time hammering it. It's like, you know, we need to win now. So give me the best athlete, and this is the system, and this is what we're doing. And I mean, my athlete throw to the other athlete. And Lincoln Riley, his offense is, is been a really good offense, explosive offense. I mean, he, hell, he's had three Heisman Trophy winners, okay? Mm-hmm. He'll probably have three first-round or first number one picks overall taken in the draft. Caleb's probably still going to go number one. But you look at those guys, you know, Baker Mayfield, struggling. Kyler Murray, struggling. Those, those guys are a bit height adverse, and Caleb's only about 6'1". But who was the last again, one? Sorry, Kyler Murray. You said Kyler Murray, and who else? Baker Mayfield. No, before, after Baker. that. That was it. No, that was oh, it. You, that's all, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, just Baker Mayfield and, and Kyler Murray, and, and now Caleb. And Caleb is, you know, 6'1", so he's not, you know, he's – with the tallest, but he's it'll do. But I think those guys, and, and I mean Jalen Hurts, also learned under Lincoln Riley, and but Jay, Jalen's a different sort. Jalen was that guy that always improved every year, and he's a coach's son. Different, and, different and, situation and, altogether. And he had a chip on his shoulder. Well, a chip on his shoulder, but I, I think he's a guy that he's 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 perfectionist. I think you know he, he's a, he's an imperfect perfectionist. He's a coach's son, so he's going to yeah. always say, "I got to do better." You, you know, you don't, you don't think you don't think getting benched at halftime in that championship game ain't motivate that man in a different way. I'm not saying it wasn't. I'm just saying whether it it whether it happened or didn't, he he's still going to try and improve. That's just who he is. He's going to always look. He he looked better as a starter. I think you that's know. why. Yeah, I think that's why he has that label now. You think that did that change Could something be. in him? Yes, I I, I think I think that's what changed him because no one was saying that before that that he was improving every year. No one was saying that. It was it was like they can't throw the ball much in in Alabama. They just a running team. Then he got benched. But but you it's hard to it's hard to. It's hard to argue your statement because the years in Alabama were just two years. And by the time he gets to the pros, now you have three and four years. You have more time to see that he's making an improvement. You know, his starter, his first year in Alabama, they they lose with the, the national championship game, I think. They lost. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I think they lost to Clemson, right? Is that the year they lost to Deshaun? No, they, no, they won. No, 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 the SEC championship game, right for them. But he, but he. My, my point is, he looked better his second year. He just wasn't rowing leaps and bounds. But he looked better his second year as a starter. It just he struggled, and he he didn't have those concepts down to make two of them. And you know, through the pass, and then after that, you know, the, the thing. So when he goes to Oklahoma. 
we see him improving. Yeah, I'm sure he was extra motivated, no doubt. But even as a pro, we, we've seen him improve each year. Now, this year, he's – I don't know if he's backslid as much as as a different offensive coordinator. It's a different defensive coordinator. It's a different team. It's, it's just they're, – they're still struggling to hit their stride, but I don't think he looks horrible. Point is, going back to Caleb, it's going to be the same situation if he comes here and we don't have a good offensive coordinator. You're going to have the same Mm -hmm. situation that you have with Justin. Absolutely. And so the question is, is is it that you don't draft Caleb? Does that mean you draft Drake May? Look, I, I like Drake May. I'm not over enamored with him. I think he's like Justin Herbert like in a lot of ways, but this guy has four or five interceptions on the season already as well. I mean, you know, he looks good against the teams that aren't aren't good. Um, so do you wait for Michael Penix? Is he the guy? His injury history kind of scares me off a little bit as a number one pick overall. If, if the if quarterback is what you go to use for, to replace well, him, with. why do we have to use a quarterback at that at, at at this spot? I don't think we. I don't believe we need to. That's, but, but, that, but that's but that's, that's what but that's what I'm speak. speaking of. That's speaking of what Rand is saying. So if we get a quarterback, what does that mean? It's like, well, if we get the quarterback, then you're going to have to hit. And this is my point. Excuse me. It doesn't matter who your quarterback is. More times than not, I think it really matters. Even it matters maybe more so who your offensive coordinator is and who your quarterback, who, who's developing your quarterback. Because we've seen Tua be a person that looked like he was was going to be a bust, and now all of a sudden he's an MVP. He's he's seen long as he's healthy, he's going to be MVP perennial candidate. Because you look at what Mike McDaniel offense is doing. Joe Burrow looked great, but he had a he. I mean that that. LSU offense is one of the best I've ever seen in in my 50 plus years of watching college football. Okay. But he came to a Cincinnati team that had the coaching, the coaching staff was already in place. Those guys haven't left. They, they've been there since he's been there. The receivers were there when he, you know, Chase came in the year after, but Boyd and Higgins were already there. Mm-hmm. Mixon was already there. You know, they've grown together. You you look at Herbert, you know, he's had Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, and now they got another talent. He's had Eckler. He these guys have he's had a decent offensive line. These guys have had these people, you know, people in place already. You need offense. You look at what uh, the 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 dude in Buffalo, Josh Allen. You know, Brian Dayball was his offensive coordinator. He leaves last year, and Josh Allen doesn't quite look the same. He's a little more reckless. But now, you know, a year after that, a little bit tempered. It offense coordinator makes a difference, man. It does. You, you look at Justin. We, I mean, that uh, I'm not Justin Jalen. We just talked about Jalen under what's this? Stake Steichen Steichen, yeah Steichen. It's like man, wow, you know, hitting on all cylinders. He MVP candidate. He leaves little bit of you know adjustment period you look at indianapolis it was like man dude anthony richardson didn't play very much in college and 
outside of you know him taking all the head, you know, the, the physical abuse that he took in the short amount of time he played, there are some times where like the Colts had to lead on some teams. Like, whoa, the Colts, like man, Richardson, two touchdown passes, two touchdown runs. Uh, it, coordinator makes a difference, man. It, it it really does. You you look at look at the Chiefs this year. <laughs> That's <laughs> something nobody want to talk about. Nagy's <laughs> jacking them up, dog. I'm t- man, we, we we've been talking about that. Talk about it, like they, they, they averaging they averaging Nagy numbers like twenty points, like just barely like, around twenty points a game. Like, Come on, man, man. If one for the de- if one for the defense, they'd be like three and three. Keyshawn brought that up. Keyshawn Johnson brought that up. Like. Nobody want to speak on it, but I won't talk it's about only it. one. It's only one difference, <laughs> and like I don't and, know. And, and Keisha said, "He like I don't care. I don't know if he was calling plays. He probably wasn't, but his demeanor and his attitude <laughs> made them it guys get something. it right, get it together. <laughs> it brought something. That's right. And you got Mister Mister Friendly, <laughs> Pat coaching him and." <laughs> And, and they the, and they don't look the same. They put it on the receivers. They they put it on. I'm like those are the same receivers they had last year, right? With the exception of Juju, Juju Schuster's only one that ain't there. It's the same receivers they had last year. The same receivers. That's why. They, so they should be a year day. better. And they look at a year yeah. where you got Rasheed Rice, Rasheed, the, the rookie, looking better than most of the other guy. That Nagy effect, man. That's that yeah. Nagy effect. But, but and you yeah, look at the, the, yeah, the Commanders. That's... What are they averaging? Almost like twenty-seven points a game, twenty-six points a game, something like that. Right Come now, on, man! Got like sixteen hundred yards or something. Come on. So I, I, I know. To get get back to your question, man. That is, I, I really think that we we need to get the offense. We need to get the coaching staff right. I mean, let's can we get that shit right? We need to get a, a legitimate like. Ask us who's the best offensive coordinator we've ever seen in Chicago Bear history. And I'm scratching my head, dude. I mean, what what offensive coordinator There's left no here and got a head coaching job somewhere else? Adam Gase. That, oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> right, exactly. Damn. Exactly. I, yeah. No. And that's not saying much. Ron Turner? Yeah, no. Ron Turner well, we're, we're, the first time around? He left and became the head coach of Illinois. At Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm talking about a professional head coaching job. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't give you that thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's yeah. Sorry, man. It's like, Danny like, Danny like, Abramowitz became a uh interim coach for the Saints, I think. Right. But what he like the special teams coach or the oh, he was special coach teams. or something? Right, he wasn't the offensive coordinator. <laughs> he was he no. offensive co- He was Ditka's offensive coordinator, wasn't he? Was he? After no, he was. No, see. you're right. No, you I know it was. It was, uh, it was Greg Landry. Was the uh, Greg Landry was the was the offensive coordinator? That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, I can't name. Yeah, dude, our offensive coordinators have not been good. Let alone good enough to develop somebody. Look, man, if there's any right now, head coaching or office, that's, that's the thing. You you can't even ask an offensive coordinator on some other team to come here and be the coordinator because that's like a lateral move that doesn't really happen often. 
And if you do that, you have to promise them something like what Washington promised uh, the enemy and make them associate head coach. Because yeah. it's something with the NFL where I don't know if you – it's very rare that you leave one coordinator position and then become – unless you let right, go. Right, you can't. You have, you mm-hmm. have to – in order to uh, to get out of that contract, it's got to be a, a step upward, up. a step up move. Right, right. Right. So, I, you know, unless – unless some head coach gets fired who's got offensive coordinating position like you know like bill bradley or not i always call him bill bradley what's it to two bill bill o'brien i'm sorry is it bill o'brien bill o'brien mm-hmm. okay bill o'brien where you know he was then he went to college and came back from college so it's not the same thing like maybe and i, I don't know you know do you hire a, a, a head coach you, you you probably have to go to college and find someone that's been a good offensive coordinator for a number of years and have them come here to be your offensive coordinator. Well, this is what, man, this is this goes back to what Colin Cowher talked about. You can't hire defensive assistants anymore to be a head coach. You can. You just gotta be able to hire you you, you gotta know who you're you, you gotta be able to get but how you gonna, I, how you gonna get how you gonna get the you, best you, offensive keep, mind and then keep them here? Somehow, because if because if, if the if the if the offensive coordinator comes and has success, he's going to get a head coaching job somewhere else. Somehow, Bill Belichick was able to do that for twenty plus years. But they all leave, but they suck as head coaches, though. You you just asked me the question. You didn't ask me about their life after they leave. I'm, I'm just, I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say, he, but he replaced them because you, I mean, you had, you well, had, he replaced them uh, until he couldn't remember his last offensive coordinator last year was who? Yeah. He was Matt Joe Patricia. Judge. At that point he was, he was Joe, Joe Patricia, Matt, 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 yeah. Matt Patricia <laughs> had never even coached offense before. He was coordinator, the coordinator. Right. Right. I, I think, and this is the thing I think with the bad, with the Chicago, the issue with Chicago, with the coaching situation, we go get, we've been in the slums for so long that we go get these coaches now. They come in, whether it's a coordinator, head coach, whatever it may be, they come in and they try to reinvent the wheel. They they feel that they got to do something that ain't never been done before because the Bears has stunk for so long when it comes to developing quarterbacks. Instead of just doing what whatever your quarterback does good, we want to be the smartest in the room. And 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 it's a it's it's mind blowing to see the list of quarterbacks that has started for the Chicago Bears since the year two thousand. Like it's like it's been we in twenty twenty three. That's a bad list. And we that's probably doubled that in number. Like, <laughs> that's true. like, like, like we, in my opinion, we have to go get. We have to go get a coach with experience. In my opinion, who is that? I don't know. What, what coach with experience is out there? I mean, you you go throw the house at Jim Harbaugh. Okay. I mean, hey, he, he might you he throw might, the he house. Might be at having him. to leave now. You throw the Listen, house at him. He's under investigation again. 
Man, they just coming after him. They're trying to find any reason. He, they, the NCAA hates Jim that's, Harbaugh. That's, and it's that's, so damn that's, petty. That's, I'm, that's I'm, on, I'm, on the, I'm on the Jim Harbaugh bandwagon. That's Kevin Warren, man. He done called in the people. See, that's hey, what he did? I need, I need y'all to get the heat up. <laughs> I'm trying to bring him here. Look, oh, I man. Mean, got to do something, man, because – yeah, the, the the first time head coaching train ain't working. But see, that's the other problem. So now, so here, 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 this is why this is such a clusterfuck. So either if we get a new head coach, is a new head coach, and regardless of whether he's offensive coordinator or whatever, whatever. But even if he is, is he going to want Justin, or is he going to want his own quarterback? And the time I mean, to develop you, that quarterback. So I'm saying, you get the new head coach, you're probably saying you're going to get a new quarterback, unless you can find someone that thinks <laughs> Justin is okay. Now, if you find someone that thinks Justin's okay, then you probably really need to make sure that that head coach is an offensive-minded head coach and is going to have a strong hand in Justin's development and in the offenses schematically being, uh, you know, things done schematically uh, from week to week with the game plan. It also involves not just Justin's development, but the offenses, everyone's development on the offense. Good luck with that. That's that's something we've like almost like never done in the history of the Chicago Bears. So so we're asking for something no, that we no, pretty much it. haven't seen happen in half a century, or you know, outside of George Halas, you know, reading T formation or whatever that was revolutionary back then. We're has, we're trying to do that, or we get somebody head coach that doesn't want Justin. So we're going to have to spend that pick on quarterback. But then the question is. What quarterback are you spending that pick on? Because if Caleb Williams becomes the same type of situational development where it's set the feet, throw the ball, that kind of thing. And or that's where I was gonna say, or do you get someone who's been a head coach and is very good offensively, but it's a college coach, and you bring Lincoln Riley from USC to Chicago? And that way, the development of Caleb, he already knows. So you 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 kind of come into that situation a little bit ahead of it because he doesn't have to figure out what Caleb can and can't do because he already knows. You know why I, I hate the idea of Lincoln Riley? Because his teams never I, win. And his defense is always suck. Suck. Exactly. They always I, I agree. Suck. I agree. Like, like I get this now, is an offensive league. It's probably easier to get that defensive coordinator guy to come in and, and set up your defense than it is for to find an offensive guy. I agree with that as well. But that that way. You... So what you're saying then is yeah, that's Justin's true. out. Then Justin's out right now. No, I don't, think, re- I don't think I don't think that says that. There are three to four. There, there, there for every reason you can give me, I can give you two reasons why Justin should be. Not, no, should you don't think here. you don't think there will be one offensive coach that I say I can I can work with Justin Fields. We just need to get get the I mean, uh, the talent around them. Not with two first round picks. No. Not with, not with two top ten first round picks and talking about the time because because your time doesn't. But, this is Justin's second year. Maybe you're talking about Justin. Keep in mind after the draft is over. 
when the Bears get like a week after or whatever, the Bears are going to have to decide whether they pick the up his year. option. Right. And if they're picking up his option year, then that gives you two years to figure it out. But you got to purge him. Oh, all the traumatic, post-traumatic stuff he's done, all his that, mistakes. I, that's what. That's the reality because you, you're going to have I to unlearn him. I think it's worth it. I think but it's we're worth talking, it. You may think it's worth it, but we're talking time now and time and money but, is now working against, it's working against you. It's working against but, you at a more rapid pace at, at that juncture than what it is saying, right now. But I'm not even saying it's worth it for the sake of Justin. I'm saying it's worth it for the sake of a new coach because you can build the roster. And if Justin, after year five, shows to not now you've you've you created you've you've got capital to where you can still get the quarterback, but you built your roster up. That to, I'm not saying you're wrong. That the next I know it's going to be hard to find a coach that's going to say they want to keep Justin Fields, but to me that is the best. Like that will show me how more how invested you are. And winning, if you decide, I can, I can, I can probably change him. Let's work to, let's fill these holes. Because if we take that pick, are we gonna take that pick and also take Marvin Harrison Jr. Or are we gonna take that pick and get a line? Well, like then it becomes those things, you know. And it's like, well, here's the question though. You gotta go line in my eyes. Here's the question. But, I, I get what you. I I agree with you. I agree with you, but the question that hasn't been answered yet, and that started this whole thing when Ez was talking about the fans and we're going back and forth, Justin, we still don't know for certain Justin's the guy. What if Justin is a big part of the problem too? Right. But we don't know it because we're not there in practice. We're not there, and the, and the coaching staff is not trying to to not only make him look bad, but also trying not to devalue him in case they need to trade him. How do you find that so out? So all I, that's the dilemma that that's what the GM, the GM has the GM is gonna know more than we are. The GM is a person that should be able to have access to that knowledge and information. We won't. So the we're, we're, we're reactionary. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this about the GM. It's time for him to take some swings and not on just a Claypool type shit. Take some swings and and I gave him credit for spending. I thought he spent the money wisely. I'm starting to regret that. But like, take some swings on some people. What? 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 Man, he, what, what? he he got he got to take some chances. Hey, the, the players he spent the money on, I I, I don't do I don't think he really horribly missed on 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 the free agent stuff. Claypool was a miss. Obviously, we see that now. Yeah. Um. But it, to me, I that mean, was the only swing he took, though. I think a lot of the stuff he done was safe. But you know, slow and steady wins the race, right? You're talking about development. You, you're taking these big swings. It, that's kind yeah, of but... you. We have what seven draft picks next year at this point. Yeah, you're gonna need more draft see. picks. We really need more draft picks. That's what I'm saying. And the only way to do that. Well, I don't know. If you pick up Justin's option, but then you trade him. 
if 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 that you can do that. I'm I'm not if if somehow we can get a third first or so, I don't know. I, you ain't getting a first for justice, so that's not gonna happen. But like if you can, it's if it's some way. What if he tears it up the final six weeks of the season? You still not getting the first one. No, but you might be able to get a third and a sixth, a third and a fifth even after. I mean, if you pick his option year, that makes him a bit more tradable. So the team that you trade him to is not getting killed. And if they if they do something with him, great. If not, then you know they had a good athletic backup quarterback or starting quarterback or whatever situation was for a year. You know, it may buy them some time. It's 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 just a mess, and the, the biggest part of the whole mess is we still don't know if Justin is the guy. We don't know. We like him to be, want him to be, and there those out there that don't care, don't want him with somebody else. They're not there. We're convinced that he's a bust and whatever. Be more than what we've seen, but that just to be that polarizing means that there's nothing definitive. Hey, fellas, last thing we for... uh, Oh, sorry. No, no, I was just saying that, and here we are. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. Last thing before we go to picks, I, I almost forgot about this, man. Uh, I think this guy is my number five Bears killer of all time behind uh, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Barry Sanders, and, and Chris Carter. Listen to what he had to say last week. Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy was walking by, and Steve called out to him, and he got a different reaction. I called out to him because on my podcast, Cut To It, I just talked about guys that maybe have not um, showed up in a way or in a manner. And so the word that I've used uh, to describe him in the past was a jag, just a guy. When I saw him, he's playing well. I wanted to say to him face-to-face, like, hey, I know I said some things in the past, I probably shouldn't have, and I'm sorry. That's what I wanted to say to him. His response, Mike Ra, was ninja. Ninja? Yes, I'm using the word ninja. That's I'm just using the word ninja. I don't mess with you. And it was a, it was a curse word. And so I was like, all right, and then he repeated it. So I'll say it again. I'm sorry that I said you were a jag, just a guy who's an average wide receiver that you're a first-round pick on that isn't doing anything. I hope today that you actually show up in a way that you haven't showed up in the last couple of years since they drafted you. So if you ever got a problem with Agent 89, I'm sorry for saying that you're an average wide receiver that they eventually will move on. And when teams call me and asking, should they trade for you? I will say no, don't trade for Jerry Judy because he's mentally unable to handle constructive criticism from people who watch specifically, can he be a wide receiver? He could be a wide receiver. He's a tier three. Go back into the studio. I'm done now. Thank you. <laughs> that when I saw it. It's like, okay. Steve Smith or Jerry Judy. <laughs> I love Steve Smith. <laughs> Smoke, what I'm, you think, man? Was, I'm, I'm, was, was he wrong? So, I don't think Steve Smith was wrong for calling him just a guy. I don't. But you're going to publicly speak that way of me and 
say that I'm not that good, don't privately try to clean it up. Like, say that live. Or, or, or if you do, and I say, man, you said some foul stuff about me. I don't, I don't rock with you. Don't go back on live television and further trash me <laughs> simply because I ain't rocking with you, dog. Like you said what you said about me. I didn't, I, I wasn't feeling that. And, and, and you went and you went ham. If they ever ask me to trade, I don't trade for him. <laughs> He's like, like he hurt your feelings because he didn't, because he didn't like what you said to him. He was supposed to just accept what you said to him and move on. Like, I I, I can't rock with Steve there, man. I can't. Yeah, you just a, you can't you can't take it personal, man. You can't, you can't, you can't take that 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 personal. And you know, I still love Steve Smith though, because he. Right, I, I rock with him. It was hilarious. It was great content. Like, cause uh, I the way he started it, I think it. I'm like, oh, he about to just, you know, say that he didn't want to talk to him, and then he, he just kept going. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Don't don't trade for him. He did three, and he. I'm like, okay. He's hurt. Well, I mean, he said not not for you to take it personally, but look like Steve took it personal. That's what I'm saying. Steve took it personal. (laughs) I still love him. Oh man. That was funny. (laughs) And then Judy went out to prove him right and he had a really bad game. What do you have? Three catches, 14 yards? <laughs> 26 like yards. Oh, man. Yeah. Got to do Boom. better. Judy <laughs> <What? laughs> defense, his quarterback played pretty bad that day. Okay, let's see you getting your head like that, though. Man. All right, fellas, let's go to picks. So, uh, two weeks ago, um, we had uh, some picks I went two and one. Uh, Smoke, you went two and one as well, and uh, Glenn one and two. You had a you what? had a bad you had a bad break. Uh, you had Maryland plus nineteen and a half against Ohio State, and uh, Ohio State won by twenty. See, that's just sorry about that. garbage. Just garbage. So uh you guys are tied now at nine and six, and I'm one game behind at eight and seven. So since I'm at the rear, I guess I will be picking first again. Getting used to that. All right, I'm gonna start with uh I'm gonna take the fight in the line eye plus two and a half. Homecoming against Wisconsin. I'm gonna take Duke plus 14 and a half. Going to Florida State. I'm gonna take the Lion plus the three. Me too. Me three. <laughs> I'm going to Baltimore. All right. Smoke, who you got? Uh I'm gonna go Cleveland minus three versus the Colts. 
Is Daniel Jones playing Sunday? I do not know. If they're not playing, you got a better chance for the Giants to play better. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's exactly what I'm saying. So I don't know that. So I'm going to stay away. I already said Lions, the plus three. And I'm going to go uh, Dolphins plus two and a half versus the Eagles. I can see the Dolphins winning that one already. If Lane Johnson ain't playing, they definitely gonna win. You said Dolphins plus two and a half, right? Yep. Okay. GM. Uh go with the aforementioned Lions plus plus three and a half, right? Yeah, uh plus three. Plus three, I'm sorry, against the uh Ravens. Go back to college. I'm going to take the Penn State Knit Lions plus four and a half on the road against the guys of Ohio State. And then... Plus four and a half? Yeah, plus four and a half. Really? Okay. And then I'm going to do what every volunteer should do. Hmm? Pick Alabama to whoop my ass in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's a nine point spread, and uh, it might get uglier than that. Uh, I, I like our defense, Joe Milton. Uh, we, I'm, I'm I'm ready to move on from Joe Milton, and let me see what the freshman quarterback can do. Is Joe Joe's got the athletic body of, of, of sculpted Greek <laughs> you know, statue. Throws about as stiff as one, so it's just it's very, very inaccurate. Big arm. Minus the nine. Minus the nine. Alabama minus nine at home. Ah, you guys are gonna cover. Yeah, right. That's even more annoying. Cover and still lose. (laughs) By the way, Daniel Jones was limited in practice today. Yeah, that sounds like he's starting Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Listed as questionable. Game time decision. Oh. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Easy Smoke and the GM Podcast. I want to thank everyone for listening. We greatly appreciate it. You can catch our podcast at Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. You can also catch us at hp53productions.com. We can also catch other content, including the Super Duper podcast hosted by Rob Griggs and the Father Good podcast hosted by Marshall Givens and Kenny Stevenson. Gil Glenn. Yep. Please take us out. Hey, it's like we always say, don't catch COVID. So, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> by the way, man, good, man, good of you to come on, man. Good of you to come on, man. You're under the weather, but you, you, you fought through it. So good stuff, man. Push through it for Push through Coffee. it for y'all, for the thing. Yes, yes, Coffee sir. medicine works just long enough. I feel like you're ready to come on. We'll start oh. yakking in a few moments. Also, shout out to, uh, well, I was in Canada, man. Shout out to Luke Wilson, the former uh, Seahawks tight end, who is now okay. an analyst for uh, TSN. Okay. He broke down the Bears-Commanders game 
like a pro, man, on TSN. I was a little worried I wasn't going to get any Bears, uh, any Bears coverage up in Canada. No, they, he took care of it, man. So, uh, so shout out to Luke Wilson up there, up there in uh, at, at TSN in Canada. Sounds like it'll be on uh, somebody's broadcast pretty soon. Uh, maybe, maybe just making it, making a uh, name for himself up there, man. He, uh, he's the national voice up there. And it's where I need to go. Get in the wrong spots. I love Kansas. It's too damn cold up there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. We'll catch you next week.